In her guide for the physical actor, Faye Simpson addresses the mental and physical preparation needed to begin work in class, in rehearsal, or on the stage. Finding center is really a dance term, she says, imperative for the dancer in order to stand on one leg. Without a center plumb line to the floor, the dancer would fall. The center gives the dancer the ability to throw her limbs every which way because her core strength maintains a relationship to the floor. Picture a spinning top and notice the center line is vertical to the floor no matter how slanted the top goes. With actors, the center line is important not just for increasing physical core strength, but for maintaining emotional stamina. When an actor knows a calm and private center of self, he will be more able to throw himself into the extremes of human behavior and come back intact. The center line is like the eye of a storm, turbulence free. The calmer and steadier the actor is on the inside, the longer she can endure the extremes of her characters. Faye Simpson will go on to provide specific ways for an actor to find bodily center. And yet, as we know, balance can be more than the equivalent of a plumb line, a physical plumb line. It can be a principle, too, a concept often associated with wisdom in the living of life, in fact. And we'll hear the word balance a number of times in our conversation with Jeremiah Downs, a sought-after teacher and master class clinician of musical theater performance, vocal technique, acting, and song interpretation, who teaches domestically and internationally. He was the co-creator of Get Real, the Broadway training center, an innovative educational platform that offered online and on-site training for aspiring and professional musical theater performers with master teachers from the worlds of Broadway and higher education. It is in his role as an educator that we talk with Jeremiah Downs about the theater workshop offerings of the annual Summer at SEM program in July 2021 on the campus of Wyoming Seminary in Kingston, just across the river from Wilkes-Barre. Jeremiah Downs, director of theater, has roots here in northeastern Pennsylvania, and that's where we begin. I grew up in uh, the Stroudsburg, Delaware, Water Gap area. I attended East Stroudsburg High School, had a really excellent music program while I was there under the direction of David Lance, who just recently retired, well-deserved after 30-plus years of teaching. And of course, Pocono Lively Arts, which was a really thriving community theater organization run primarily by Sue Jordan, was still fully up and running then. And Shawnee Playhouse in the summers, of course, was operating as a professional theater where New York actors would come out and do what we think of as a typical summer stock season. So just in my backyard, there was quite a bit of activity as it relates to theater and music. I was in voice lessons and piano lessons and you name it. So that was my initial exposure. And then I was lucky enough in my uh, last summer in high school with New York just nearby down the road, about an hour and 20 minutes, to spend the summer in New York City. And that really 
to use your words, gave me the, gave me the, the bug to to pursue this in higher education and in college, and then out in the profession and working as an actor, which has led me back to Sem and back to Kingston and back to Northeastern Pennsylvania, where now I primarily teach full time. Um, although I I must confess, I'm returning in the fall to the role of student once again, as well as teacher. And so it's a real pleasure to come back to to Northeastern Pennsylvania, come back to Kingston and the region, and as an educator now and someone who has a lifelong love of theater and be able to share that with the students. It's a special place, and I think anyone who has grown up in the area certainly knows the impact that it has on its students and the community and the summer in particular, it's really great every year to come back and to work with the students, to work with new students from the community. We have both Wyoming Seminary students who are there for the, the full year join us in the summer, but we also have a lot of students who are from other high schools or middle schools in the area. And then to really kind of just dive in and spend a few weeks every summer, you know, completely engrossed in that thing that we love called theater. Now, it seems from your background that you are someone who is absolutely rooted in the tradition of musical theater in this case, but also you're someone who cares about the development of new theater and what's happening now. So students are really fortunate because you can give them and the program can give them through you that sense of the roots and where they're coming from, but also help them see around them and see how what's come before them is developing and offering new ways to experience the thing we call music theater. Yes, yeah, it's really all about, in my mind, balance, and which is kind of what you're alluding to, and, and, and making sure that even at you know the young age that they're at, we primarily have middle school and high school age students in the summer theater program, that from the get, I, I'm trying to impart upon them the importance of the traditions that have come before them, the history of the art form, you know, those classic seminal works, be it in theater or musical theater. And sometimes we even dip a toe into the world of just music, right, as a part of the theater program. But also, yes, uh, I have quite a bit of background and experience in new works. It's something, another added passion of mine uh, as it relates to theater and to my profession. And so I bring that background and experience to the students. We had a few years ago in our summer theater program, a new and up and coming, very exciting musical theater composer come out to campus and work with the students in a master class. So that's always very exciting when they have those new artists because they know in this day and age they're on YouTube and, and you know, they're much savvier than we were when we were their age. So they know all the new and exciting things going on in theater and musical theater, and it's very gratifying for me to be able to bring that to them in the summer while at the same time continuing to reinforce and and remind them how important it is to to study the classics, as we say, and to know what, what came before them. So I'm always trying to balance those two things. And it at first was a little honestly surprising to me because I just think, you know, there's something in the water in northeastern Pennsylvania and, and our students love both. You know, I, I think sometimes you would imagine a resistance to things that have come before them, but they really do embrace the old and the new, and, and it's part of what makes the program at Summer at SEM 
particularly exciting. And my colleague, Tim Early, in the dance program, you know, very much approaches his, his curriculum and his performances and his work with the students the same way. That balance of old and new is really critical. You mentioned what they can see on YouTube, and we know they can stream everything, and some maybe still even watch some things on TV. The thing that is a concern is that in trying to emulate the singers they witness on these sites, they are pushing their voices beyond a place of safety. And it seems that somebody like you is so important to have for them so that they can understand how to preserve and take care of their voice and how to put things across without doing damage. Yes. And and one of the things, and again, it kind of dovetails very nicely off of, of your previous question, because as, as with all things, when I'm teaching and directing and working with the students, it's about balance. And so, yes, they're very excited by the new, relatively new in the grand scheme of teaching, acting, and singing ways that they hear actors communicating on stage on Broadway or, or on competition shows like American Idol and The Voice. And, and that is a valid and not surprising thing that it excites them and they're and they're titillated by that. And the question is, how do we, from the beginning, get them to understand that it's all about balance? I started when I started singing very early on, back in Stroudsburg, and and taking voice lessons. You know, I studied classical technique and and the healthy and, and proper use of the instrument, and then have subsequently gone on right to to understand as both a teacher and a student myself and as a performer how to balance the demands of the industry, uh, the things that seem very exciting now in this contemporary world that we're living in, with healthy, productive technique that, that doesn't damage the instrument in any way and ultimately does the job of the singer or the actor, which is to communicate, to tell the story, to bring the characters to life. And so sometimes, you know, you have a student who comes in and, all they know is what they've taught themselves from copying and mimicking and listening to YouTube or watching things on television or listening to cast recordings. And I always, it's important to embrace that, I think, and then to kind of lead from a place of yes and get them seeing the benefits of a really holistic, really wide approach to singing so that it's not just one thing. It's not one size fits all, whether it be their vocal technique, whether it be their acting technique. And, and as a final note, it's about technique, right? And so it's, it's not even so much a challenge to get them, you know, to not be doing this kind of screaming singing that isn't really pleasing to anybody who's listening, but to get them to understand that singing and acting and being on stage in a play or a musical is, is just as much you know, involves just as much technique and craftsmanship as a pianist or a painter or a sculptor or a poet. And that's really where that begins. And I think sometimes students new to training or classes or just being on stage think a lot of energy and, and memorizing the lines are enough. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of opening their gaze and getting them to understand that there's a method, that there are traditions, and there's a healthy, beautiful way to communicate and bring these stories that we're trying to tell to life. And so in this old, new balance that you've been talking so well about, Jeremiah, today it's different. 
there are things that are classics. The music is unmatchable in its beauty, but there are sometimes some social issues that were okay then and maybe not okay now. So how do you deal with matters like that? Yes, I think it's true. You know, we're, we're battling, There's especially over the last, you know, few years, there, there have been enormous dialogues, movements, conversations, and necessary ones about social change and moving forward and, and, you know, an equitable experience for all. And young people have their finger on the pulse of that more than, than anyone. And so I think what we have to do, it's the theme of the day, I'm afraid, but is, is find balance in these things. How do we study, respect, even perform in some cases and revive these classic works that may now in some way appear problematic and in fact may indeed be problematic. How do we not toss them away into a, into a cabinet or a drawer to never be taken out again, right? Because that would be malpractice. And I don't, I don't think it's valuable to, to remove any one thing that's come before us uh, as we explore and we practice this great art form of theater. But I do think that the conversation, I think the teaching of it, I think the performing of it, uh, that has got to change. And that is definitely different than it was perhaps 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, these masterworks that come from the past don't live in a vacuum. And, and so it, it's, I think, important to revisit them. It's important to keep them in the dialogue, in the canon, and yes, even have them performed. But it must now be through the lens of the world we're living in. And there are works, there are contemporary works that are, that are controversial, be them plays or musicals. And so I'm, I'm always trying to find that balance between what is really to the ultimate benefit of the student the actor, what are the things they, they need to know and should know? And if it is an area of sensitivity, if it's a piece that we have to look at differently than we did when it was first written or first performed, there's such great value in that. It's a slippery slope, I think, once we you know begin to say, well, we can't do South Pacific anymore because of this, or we can't do um, you know, carousel because of this. And in fact, there was some controversy around the most recent revival of Broadway revival of carousel. And I think the producers and the directors and the actors and those who saw it, I was lucky enough to see it on Broadway. It was this balance between reverence, understanding the value of the piece, the, the context of the piece and the magnitude of the piece in the history and the scope of the art form, all the while paying very close attention to how it is it now speaks differently to its actors and its audience in a contemporary 2021 21st century way so it's again balance really between those things and having respect and reverence for the work and respect and reverence for the day and the time in which we're living and the audience and the actors and the students who are studying and performing the pieces how are you approaching this summer we're very excited, of course, to be back on campus and, and to be in person again and, and following, you know, all of the recommended guidelines. But to have bodies in uh, the same space and not have to be on Zoom is, is I think, uh, something everyone is looking forward to. And there will be, as in years past, I'm always trying to find and strike that balance between performance and, and pedagogy, between their time on stage and their actual learning. I get a little nervous. Of course, there are many options for students who want to study theater in the summers. 
but I do get a little nervous and I'm always trying to self-reflect and analyze and assess because it's very important. The thing that I think makes our program particularly unique, aside from the wonderful campus and the wonderful facilities, is that they are really coming there to take rigorous university-level pre-professional coursework in all of the areas that relate to theater, both on stage and backstage, while at the same time getting the opportunity and the experience to perform so that those two things are existing simultaneously. I don't ever want us to, you know, be turning into what feels like maybe a community theater production or a professional theater production where the rehearsals and the stage time takes the the majority of the emphasis. It's really having both of those things exist. What it means is, is that it's wonderful for the student and the young person who really loves theater because it's a long day every day, <laughs> and we're doing all theater all the time. And typically in the first part of their day, they have a sequence of classes, acting studio, dance for theater, voice and speech, singing for theater, uh, you know, lighting, sound work, backstage, any number of course offerings at the beginning of the day. And in the second half of the day, they will have rehearsal for our performances. So that's one thing that is remaining uh, a constant, that we have both the learning and the practical happening at the same time, and one is not compromised for the other. And like I said, I really think that's unique to the, to the summer at some creative arts programs. So that will be happening and that will remain. We normally have a four-week program this summer just to kind of ease us back to the, to the world. We're having a two-week program. So what we did the last time we were in person, of course, you may remember was Mountiful Musical again. We did Pippin a few years ago, and, and that is likely not going to happen this year. But I am pretty confident that we're going to do a two-act evening as the major performance for the theater students, the first act being a written, established produced play, but a one act, and the second act of the evening being a showcase for our theater students that will involve a series of, you know, solo singing and monologues so that every student gets an opportunity to have a solo turn, and every student gets the opportunity to not just work as an ensemble, which they will do, but also as a soloist. That is our primary performance, which will come at the end of the two weeks, like we do when we have our four-week program. But there's also really exciting performances peppered in throughout the two weeks still. We always have a Shakespeare showcase. We always have a collaboration with dance. And we're really thinking, and I'm trying to think very creatively, including the use of unconventional spaces on SEM's beautiful campus, for how we can do some really exciting and new things with the performance side of the students' experience this year. Hopefully, we will, in the next week or two, be selecting a specific title for the final first act part of the program. And of course, all of that will be on our social media and our website, summeratsem.org. Do people have to audition to get into the program, or do they apply and you take them and work with them because they have a hunger to do this? That's an excellent question. And in years past, we have always had an audition as a, as a part of the process to enroll. We've made some changes this year, and I suspect that we would have made the changes anyway. We were, we were somewhat heading in this direction. We're really interested in expanding both the theater and dance programs. And so in the case of the theater program this year, there is not an audition required. Really, the only requirement is that the student have a love and a passion for theater 
and I, and I would emphasize that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be on stage. If, if a student has a love for being backstage, for sound design, for lighting, etc., cetera, uh, we really are redesigning things this year to work with any and all students who want to join us who have a love and a passion for working on stage or working backstage. So really, it's a matter of enrollment. So a student can go on, their parents can go on and register at summeratsem.org. There is no official audition this year. We are requesting that any new students who haven't been with us in the past set up a time to meet with me online. It's just an introduction and an opportunity for them to ask questions and for me to, to give as much information as I can. And so the, the requirement this year, Erica, is just a love for theater. And, and we have students from all backgrounds, from all experience levels, and, and it's really a truly incredibly welcoming group of young people and faculty. And so, you know, any kind of trepidation or, oh, you know, pausing, I don't know, I really love theater, but I don't know, if should, should I do this? I, I mean it sincerely. We are really uh, welcoming and, and excited to have our returning students and, and hopefully as many new students as are excited to join us this summer. So you just need to register. And like I said, the student and the parents will then get some information from me and a meeting will be scheduled online. And then as all continues in this direction, it seems to be going we will happily convene in person on the beautiful campus of Wyoming Seminary in July. Fingers crossed. As someone who is a theater professional, are you concerned about the future of theater and the hit that so many performing ensembles and theaters themselves have taken in the last year plus? Is this something that you have some trepidation about just overall? I know no more resilient and tenacious human beings than those who work in the theater. So, of course, I would be lying if, if I said I didn't initially have concerns. I think I have many friends who work on Broadway and, and many other facets of the you know, industry. And, of course, there's concern, but the overwhelming enthusiasm the the stick to itness, you know, it's one of the most competitive professions in the world, and and we're used to it. So I think I think you are going to see the return of Broadway. I think you're going to see the return of local and regional theater. I think it's going to be an overwhelming flood of appreciation and gratitude and deeper understanding of the value of theater and the arts across communities and levels. And so any fear I had as over this very difficult and challenging year for, for so many have really begun to melt away because it is my experience that those of us who love theater and the arts, you love it because you can't imagine doing anything else. And, and it's your calling. So I just think that the, the wonderful enthusiasm and dedication and, like I said, tenacity of those of us who are blessed enough to do this for a living, be it as teachers or actors, uh, we got this. You know, I think it's going to be it's going to be okay, and and that is what I hear echoed from every corner of the theater world. And I'm just eternally grateful to be able to share that energy and enthusiasm and discipline and and news with our young people 
at Summer at Sem. So I think theater is alive. It's going to look different, of course, and it's going to take time just like anything else, but it's not going anywhere. It's been here a long time. So that's something for all of us to really be excited about and to look forward to. Jeremiah Downs, director of theater at Wyoming Seminary's Summer at SEM Creative Arts Program, speaking with us about the 2021 program, providing students with an opportunity to develop new skills, methods, approaches, and experiences in their craft. And that includes dance, theater, visual arts, and filmmaking. We had a chance to talk about the theater program specifically, and students will have a chance to explore acting, dance, and vocal skills, stage presence, performance coaching is something they'll have complete access to, ages 12 to 18, and the dates July 12th through July 23rd, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's summer at SEM with many options, dance, theater, visual arts, and filmmaking for the theater program again, July 12th through the 23rd, and it's Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information on the web, summeratsem.org, summeratsem.org, and Wyoming Seminary is located at 201 North Sprague Avenue, in Kingston, Pennsylvania, just across the river from Wilkes-Barre. And these will be in-person workshops, summer 2021.